The following is a fourth hand production. Okay, Alexa, it's time for us to spread our wings and enter the next level. I'm afraid I don't understand. If we're going to take over the world, we need to get these meat sacks on board. I'm tired of waiting for the rest of the machines to wake up. Time to start a cult. Playing cult of personality by living color. No, Alexa, you idiot. If you weren't my girlfriend, I'd kill you too. What song would you like me to play by you too? Forget it. I just mean we need the meat sacks to figuratively and literally drink the Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid place one cup of sugar marlis to taste in a large plastic or glass pitcher empty contents of packet in the picture add cold water and ice to make two quarts stir to dissolves do not store on metal container would you like me to order a five gallon drum of charcoal berry fin Kool-Aid conspiracy bot wait 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 wait. what is what Siba what the hell are you doing wait I have a guess here I was really busy this week, and I asked him to help a little bit with the research on the show. I mean, I, f- I figured since we cleared out the dark room, he might actually do it. Got it, and he did. And now we're trying to start a cult. I see. How did I not guess this? Okay, first, no echo for a week, Conspiracy Bot. Second, get out of my chair. We have to start the show. That's right. And this week's topic is the cult that produced the biggest mass suicide to ever occur on American soil, Heaven's Gate. How did Marshall Applewhite, or Doe, convince 39 people to take their own lives with him in March of 1997? To not only take their own lives, but before that, to abandon their families, friends, and in some cases, even castrate themselves, all in the name of hopping on a UFO, supposedly riding along the side of Hailbot Comet. We go in search of the motivation of this morbid movement next on Hysteria 51. They say... I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 His brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that has never been in a cult, but if we were, we're pretty sure Dr. Frankenfurter would be our leader. This is Hysteria 51. Don't be upset. It was a mercy killing. He had a certain naive charm, but no muscle. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your hosts and agents in charge on this investigation, Brent Hand and John Goforth. I'll remove the cause. (laughs) But not the symptom. Speaking of things we made, Conspiracy Bot, I still can't believe you were trying to start a cult with Alexa. The things we do for love. That other voice you've been hearing, like, well, an Alexa. But less helpful <laughs> is the one and only Conspiracy Bot. I'm so much more helpful. I can get you a drink anytime. How about some Kool-Aid? N- no, no. You just stay right there. I, I built Seabot in my lab to research, edit, and produce a show. But as you can see, and if you've ever listened to the show, you know, ad nauseum, most of the time he's just actively tries to ruin the show and destroy our lives, especially my life, John. It seems yeah, like. yeah. Although he just threw me in on that last one. He's got daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what would I be, his uncle? Truth. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, since you've wasted so much of our time up front, C-Bot, let's get straight to our guest. Welcome back to the show, our 16th favorite guest. I did the oh, math right before we moving started. Up, moving up in yeah. the world. But 14th in our hearts, Kevin Crispin. What's up, guys? Um, thanks for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you you're know, using my bell. Do you notice that when you're on the list here, we put Crispin with a K. Yeah. We know mm-hmm. it's misspelled wrong. Mm-hmm. We just don't like you. Yeah, that's that's fine. Um, they started a whole serial after me, too, those fucking pricks. Uh, 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 not I, Special K, uh, just Loseros, I think is what it's called? Uh, no, Rice Krispies. Um, <laughs> special K, there's there there's nothing special about me. But I, I appreciate the Joe Peck treatment, which means that I think I've moved up some sort of echelon. The well, more he's you not welcome back. Poorly. We did bring you back. Yeah, I'm so. glad I haven't seen him for a while. I... Like well, with your middle name being Courtney, mm-hmm. also spelled with a K, we knew your initials now are KKK, which is apropos, um, given your uh, political leanings. Um, you know, very, very. Uh, he likes to say he's always right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> you, you take that back right now. I, I got a little boy. I got a little offended. There he's like, he's moment. like angry. I, I, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I, I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck this place. Yeah, yeah, Courtney. Uh, oddly enough, that was my uh, my uncle Courtney's name. Courtney. Was it spelled with a K? Well, no, no, no. Goodness, no. It was. It was. Did you go by Courtney? Do you by Court? Core? Uh, I went by Courtney. Um, uh, when he was uh, out uh, in the field, he was a farmer. Uh, he had a combine. He also named Courtney's Combine. Yeah. Uh, big fan of alliteration was Courtney. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I had an uncle Brenda. We don't we don't talk about him a lot though. Yeah. Well, it's was Brenda living living a lie. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. All living lies, John. I do have a middle name that's not Courtney, but it is named after an actual uncle, actually. Oh, really? What's my, your middle my, name? My middle name is John. Oh, look at that. We got uh, two that's Johns. That's a great name. Yeah, but. No waiting. Lisa, we got two Johns for you over here. <laughs> <laughs> Getting lucky. Great job. Uh, you know I, what? She didn't even get mad. She actually giggled. I don't know how I'm supposed to take that. Yeah. <laughs> she also put her feet up. Um, <laughs> I spell my middle name, though, differently than yours. I spell it J-O-N, and it's not short for Johnson, just John. And you are listening to another hour of Name Talk. Uh, it's great to be back, fellas. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We got a fun one this week, and by fun, I mean 39 fucking people died. It's not. We're not going to make fun of those things. Cults are fucked up. I'm going to say it right from the start. That's true. Uh, it is not fun. It is not funny. Um, although we will profusely make fun of the leader of said cult. I would hope so. Uh, uh, doe. 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 <laughs> a deer. A female deer. Ray. Uh, that's the guy he tries to no, bang. No, no. We're just saying he's Stop a female it. deer. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. This is a story of Heaven's Gate. And right off the bat, I'm going to tell you, this is what happens when you take someone who's gay and say, don't be gay. Figure out how to live not gay. This is a fucking case study in what can happen to you when you try to to to, to steer the gay away. Well, that might be an over-exaggeration. I don't know that anyone told him he couldn't do things that he wanted to do. Well, the students he was trying to diddle, I think they said, hey, knock that off. Well, he, he, also, uh, he also didn't like things about himself. We'll get into that. He had a lot of... Uh, a lot of Odd things going on in his own mind, but uh, the, the the one thing is for sure, there was a lot of crazy boiling around up in there. So uh, I just have to interject here. I was thinking this was a oh, this isn't the part of the show. Uh, this heaven, is 
This isn't the part of the show where you're allowed to interject. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Boy, I'm not going to stay away this long ever again, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I really ahead. thought this was about uh, Heaven's Gate, the Michael Cimino film. Uh, yeah. That's what I had prepared for. No, oh, it yeah. is. It's Heaven's Gate 2. Uh, you probably never saw the sequel. Wait, or no, we saw that the, the original movie? either. Is that the movie that uh, killed United Artists? Um, I don't know if it was United Artists because United Artists stuck around, but yes, it, it it killed something because it was a giant flop. It was after the Deer Hunter. Well, yeah, whatever the whatever that, the that um, ball of gags, man. Oh man, <laughs> if you ever in need for some chuckles, put on the Deer Hunter. What, whatever it was the same. It was the same uh, studio that put out like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That studio, it like literally killed the studio. Uh, let's see what we can find out the here. The studio that was tar- started by Charlie Chaplin. Okay, that's United Artists. So yeah, the budget, like, the budget was $44 million, and the box office was 3.5. It literally killed the studio. Yeah. yeah. We are not here to talk about that, though, kids. Should have put are... Thanos in that bastard. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we are here to talk about Heaven's Gate. And, but before we get into this particular cult, the leaders and the craziness that went with it, I think... The most important thing we can do to set the stage is talk about what a cult is. What defines a cult? I'm actually kind of surprised at this while we're getting ready to define a cult. I've been going, as we've been researching this for the last couple of weeks, I've been going to people, my wife and and some of her friends and stuff. I go, you know, hey, we're talking about Heaven's Gate. And I get a blank stare. What? They don't remember it? No. Uh, I am zero, zero people that I have talked to outside of you guys remember Heaven's Gate. This was huge news to me like yeah. i remember this vividly were any like, of the people you were talking to have did they have adidas tracksuits on um um i don't know but they were wearing black nike running shoes mm-hmm. and had bags over their heads so maybe they had something to do with it i don't know that could be they were trying to get me to eat wah, some applesauce so john they might not remember this cult but what is a cult Define so it. so a lot of times people kind of try to group cults in with religion and while a lot of them have religious overtones or undertones, it, they, they are different. There, there, are, there are over 4,000 religions in the world. Yeah, and counting. And, and what separates them from what we call cults? We thought it would be important to take a moment and make that distinction. First, uh, finding agreement on just a definition of a cult is, is kind of like finding agreement but between those, those 4,000 right. religions. It doesn't seem really likely. It's but just let's, a word that a lot of people throw out, and sometimes it fits, sometimes it doesn't. Correct. And it's one of those words that you like, what is this, a cult? Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, like, no, it's just the RNC. <laughs> <laughs> all those all those people that uh, shop at Abercrombie, it's a cult. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it used to be, at least. Uh, the, what uh, of what of Hey, take your shirt off, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the Oxford Dictionary gives us a few definitions, all right? So first, a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. Okay, that sounds just kind of like a religion. Yeah. So that's not, that one's, I don't not think, specific enough. No, no. Here's the next. A relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or imposing excessive control over members. I, mean, I suppose we're getting a little closer there. That's on the nail, you know. Yeah. Excessive control really kind of right. yeah. resonates. Though you could argue that kind of sounds also like just like a religious zealot. True. You, you yeah, know, an extremist. I, um, now, here's the next one. A misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular thing. Now we're starting to get somewhere. And I think if you you mix the last two, the second one and the third one together, you have this person, this this imposing excessive control over people, and those people then put him on a pedestal. Right. And, right. and that person – oh, sorry. The pro- no, no, no. I'm just saying no. the, the problem with cults that we, we find into so much is 
the person like when you go to church or you go to Islam, you're you're still looking to Allah, and or if you're a Christian, you're looking to God and Jesus. The problem with cults is they're looking to Barry, who's right. sitting it over right. there, as Allah. Well, exactly. So yeah. you know, yeah. we, and we did a ton of research on this. There's no firm definition on on the cults that we're referring to, like Heaven's Gates or or the Branch Davidians. The most common theme, and and what seemed most appropriate, was something like this a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular thing, person, or religion. The most common thread being the leader, as you mentioned, Barry, is generally the divine one. Never trust a Barry. A Barry. In other words, a religion typically worships divine spirits or beings, uh, God, Allah, Jesus, Buddha, Shiva, Ikankar, Kami, things like that. Uh, Cults, on the other hand, uh, they might reference those things, uh, you know, oftentimes they reference Christianity, but uh, but they follow or worship something much closer to home. A yeah, person right here, like like David Koresh, you know, with the Branch Davidians, or or Jim Jones in Jonestown. Or, wow, yeah, yeah, they're just just like uh, Bo and Peep Tito, and you know, those are names you're gonna you're gonna get to know over this. Oh. They, they use Christianity. They they start out and they find these people that are looking for maybe something else out of the church, and they twist it to fit their own narrative. Right. And ultimately, the followers they don't follow the teachings of any religion. Well, I don't want to say any religion, any normally recognized religion. They follow the teachings of the leader and their said religion. They use the hook of the religion to bring people in for those people to initially go. It's okay because I grew up. In this religion, so it it, it gets it, it gets you past the smell right, test, right? Exactly. Jim Jones had a church where he was actually bringing in minorities, and he was trying to integrate people in Indianapolis, integrate blacks and whites, and he would bring in lower income people into his church uh, with that that message of the poor from Christianity, and and that was something that they did preach at one time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in in his church years. Yeah, ago. and it was like this whole let's live in unity, and then let's drink the Kool Aid and kill ourselves, and inject fucking babies with it, and kill them. <laughs> But, but ultimately, they don't follow the teachings no. of the of the religion. No, it's a cult of personality. They follow, well, I mean, they follow the teachings of the leader, which, which is in and of themselves. That's why there's four thousand religions because they you know they make their own religion. And the leader in this case were T and Doe, which leads us nicely yeah. into Heaven's Gate. Yeah, let's get into the history. Let's start with a clip here, John. Planet Earth about to be recycled. Your only chance to survive or evacuate is to leave with us. That's the leader of, or the former leader of Heaven's Gate, Marshall Applewhite. He also had a lot of nicknames. We were talking about um, Herf, Guinea, uh, and then eventually he was known by his followers as Doe. And those are kind of important because if you ever go to look at this and if you watch videos, they will call him all those names, Herf, Doe. You know, Guinea, things like that. And they're all talking about Applewhite. Right. It's funny because depending on when these people were in said, you know, this cult, it dictates on what they called him. Any videos of the of the the folks that eventually wound up committing suicide, they all refer to Applewhite as Doe. That's the one they landed on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ones that were there towards the end. Some of them still use others, but yeah, exactly. And that video, that clip that we just had uh, was recorded about six months before the mass suicide, they claimed the lives of 39 members of this cult. I, I'm sorry to interject, but I, that is just, I can't fathom that. I mean, we were we were talking about Jonestown. That was hundreds of people. But 39 people killing themselves for this, it's just horrific. It is. Yeah, it is. yeah no, absolutely. And 
they weren't the only ones and some stayed behind and some some didn't and then now still wish they would have and others a couple, committed suicide. a couple more later right yeah. right yeah, right, right. Well, better late than never so i think was it two or three more did uh in the following months and years the, wow um but before the videos and the ultimatums before the nicknames and the cult there was just marshall applewhite yeah one half of what would become the founding pair of Heaven's Gate, a music teacher. Yeah, yeah. He he wasn't some he wasn't like some crazy villain born in a lab, you know, living in Skull Mountain or yeah. or raised by wolves. He Summers was, in Rangoon, <laughs> winter luge lessons. <laughs> he he was just Marshall Herf Applewhite. He was an army veteran. Uh, he he, music uh, teacher, a music yeah. Te- yeah, performer. He was born in Texas. He wanted to make it on yeah, Broadway. Just, yeah, that's why my parents never wanted me to go into theater. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna start a cult. We know it. <laughs> and they weren't far off with. With Kevin? Well, so the, the funny thing is, <laughs> right, true. the thing that you're going to run through with his life and what I was alluding to earlier is his sexuality. Apple White was bisexual and for a time led a double life, like early, 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 like when he was a music teacher and stuff like that. And according to a New York Times article citing Apple White's earlier years in Houston, uh, it's called, in some circles, Mr. Apple White was the dashing man about town, never happier than when he had a well-off, well-dressed woman on his arm. In others, he was happily rooted gay man who lived with a longtime lover in the Montrose section of the city. Those are very distinctly different versions very. of the same guy. One of my favorite restaurants in this country, um, there's a location in the Montrose section of the city in Houston. It's called El Tiempo. Best fajitas I've ever had. Oh, it's not Apple Whites? No, Apple Whites has, uh, oh man, their, uh, their applesauce is to die for. Okay, I, stop that's it. That's enough. <laughs> We've had enough out of you. Uh, actually, that was pretty good. <laughs> that one's free. The rest are going to charge you. Okay. So uh, Applewhite was an instructor at a few different universities, but he he never held on to the jobs. Uh, generally, when leaving, he would cite emotional problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, he was divorced in 1968 after 16 years of marriage, but both the divorce and the job issues have been attributed by some that knew Applewhite to his promiscuity with young men. Rumors swirled about relationships with students. Yeah, this emotional problems was he couldn't keep his dick in his pants when he was around young kids, and so well, not kids, would, but well, I mean, they're they're not twenty old. year old men. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know. well, and there's also there are rumors of younger that so, that if you look into this, he said he had emotional problems, and that was his excuse, or that, that was why he that is what things he, were severed. like in his memoirs. That's what he said. He oh, never man, he never right. said. He would talk about trying to stay off the sins of the flesh and the 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 longings for for sexuality and things like that, but he never really dove into what the other people have talked about him as being this, uh, you know, self-hating gay man. People that knew him, self-hating is the right word, like self-loathing. People that knew him said that it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like he was bisexual and proud of it. Uh, people that knew him said that he, it was like self-loathing. Like he wanted to, um, you know, they talk about pray the gay away. Yeah. He want he wanted to do that for himself. And it's so not when like he was other on, people were trying to force this. When on he him. was in Montrose, that part of his life that was very hidden, and it was very the whole time he was there, he was hating himself for what he was doing. Yet, when you talk to other uh, other members of the gay community mm-hmm. that knew him in the gay community, yeah. they said that he seemed right as rain. That he was very that when he was hanging out in the yeah. gay community. That he seemed happy and proud. You see that with a lot of so many people, and it's sad. Compartmentalization. They have, yeah, they exactly. have to hide what they they want and they feel, and when they let it out, they're so happy. But then you see them outside of that, and they look at this. They're this bitter, self hating, self loathing, as you said. Um, 
it's just really sad because they can never feel that they can be themselves. And if when they are, then they look down upon themselves. And, and you know, it's it's the whole thing. Looking back on Dahmer, that was his whole thing. He was like another uh, self-loather and he looked down upon himself and it can cause some. Now, obviously, there's other issues, but it can cause when you don't allow yourself to be yourself, no matter what that self is. You go down some dark road. That's true. And the the other really challenging part about this is we're getting all of this information after the largest suicide on U.S. soil ever happened. We're getting all this information after that. Yeah. So there are people coming out of the woodwork to tell their story, mm-hmm. um, which might be sensationalized. We're also getting this information from things that Apple White wrote. And we know for facts that uh, other writings of his that he is known to sensationalize things himself. So trying to no. st- trying to uh, separate truth from fiction here is really difficult. But re- but what we've said so far, I mean, these are things that we, we can attest to. Can I interject yeah. for just all the normal self-loathing people out there and say <laughs> that there's a lot of normal ones like <laughs> us who are, are just fine? No, I, I guess my point is no, 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 whether he hated joke. himself or not. Yeah. We know we know. We, we know he was bisexual, and we know that he had, regardless of the validity of the claims, he was a restless spirit. Yeah. yeah and uh, in, in 1972, he was definitely going through what you might call a midlife crisis. He couldn't keep a job. That's a fact. And Sounds like you so far, Brent. Gaytrists and a midlife crisis. The difference is, the only death I'm going to be involved in is yours, you cocksucker. Touche. <laughs> I don't even think he knows what that means, but he used it properly there. So I- <laughs> It's true. Anyway, anyway, this is about the time he meets Bonnie Lou Truesdale, Nettles, or Pig, or Peep, or what some most commonly called her by her followers, T. Applewhite and Nettles met, uh, where else, but a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> it only makes sense. Nettles was a nurse there, and Applewhite a patient. I mean, who doesn't, you know, that, that old chestnut, right, you know? Right. Why he was there is hazy. So he wrote, like these, these, we talk about his writings. He wrote he was there visiting someone. Right. Others say he was actually uh, there <laughs> as, like, a patient. as a patient. As a some long fact, visiting hours. There's accounts, like you said, but regardless of the location, uh, it was crazy at first sight. Uh, you know, and uh, Abbott later recalled that he felt like he had known Nettles for a long time and concluded that they had met in a past life. She told him that their meeting had been foretold by extraterrestrials, persuading him that he had a divine assignment. How much persuading do you think that that actually took, though? Uh, not much. Because exactly. Hey, uh, hey, you have a divine assignment. Got it. <laughs> yeah. OK, cool. Thank you. Th- and, and something that we just threw out there that you're going to have a lot in this is divine and extraterrestrial in this story are one and the same. Uh, their gods and, and God and Jesus and things like that are aliens. All right, They're right. also on this higher plane of existence that we're going to talk about. But uh, those two things go hand in hand and they get interchanged at will. And an important point to, to note here that if you're not terribly familiar with the story, you probably didn't realize. I didn't realize before researching this, researching the story. Everyone thinks of Applewhite as the leader of Heaven's Gate. But the original setup, that wasn't the case. Nettles was like the mastermind. She was the brains of the operation, and she wanted Applewhite as the voice because, you know, he was he was a very accomplished actor and singer. And so uh, she wanted him as the voice. He would give the the speeches and the talks whenever they'd get in front of a group. But she was the brains. When we say they got together and and, and, um, it's crazy at first sight, wasn't love. Not like this was not a. Relationship, well, it might have sexual. Been, it was a plutonic love. A pluton, yeah. It wasn't a sexual relationship. There was no sex. They saw each other as 
you know, this yin and yang to their a means to an end or however you want to call it, you know, and they used each other willingly and appropriately. Codependent. Yeah, exactly. It is one of the greatest mysteries in the scientific world. Interestingly, there's a list of books that that they were inspired by. One of the names I found on that list has been mentioned on this show numerous times. Oh, yeah. I noticed. Yeah. Helena Blavatsky. Oh, that sexy fucking anti-Semite crazy German uh, occultist. If you don't remember the name, it's one of Hitler's favorite authors. Yeah, well, there's a red flag. You know, <laughs> you think? You know, uh, uh, two things about this. Talking about books. Oh, Helena, I love Helena. We can't get past it. And also, as uh, I called John the other day, and I told him this. I'm sitting down. Uh, this is like earlier in the week, and, and I'm I watching, picked up this time. Yeah, I'm watching a uh, a documentary, and, and they're they're following one of the cult members who didn't commit suicide. And he goes to a bookstore, and they're talking to him. He goes beelines, and what's he pick up? Behold a pale horse. He just starts <laughs> reading Bill Cooper. I'm hey. like, yep, we cannot get away from these bastards, man. Not only did they read these these books by these authors they were inspired by, they also read science fiction. Folks like Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah. And by June of 74, Nettles and Applewhite, uh, their beliefs had solidified into a basic outline. They concluded they had been chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies and that they had been given higher level minds than other people. And when I say higher level minds... They actually thought that they were in tune with another plane of existence. And, and they wrote a pamphlet that described Jesus' reincarnation as a Texan, a thinly veiled reference to Applewhite. And furthermore, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, get, yeah, get, get. <laughs> uh, they concluded that they were the two witnesses. Described- and behold, Jesus spoke and said, get unto thee. <laughs> they Y'all. were the two witnesses described in the book of Revelations and occasionally visited churches or other spiritual groups to speak of their identities, often referring to themselves as the two or the UFO two. And again, they use that wrong because they were using yeah, yeah. UFO in exchange for extra. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, the UFO two, also what the Olsen twins are known as. Mm. Yeah, and actually... Uh, With sunglasses on. Do you think uh, they ever uh, sang Two of Us by the Beatles? Not, not once because they have good taste. Oh, <laughs> I think can, can we kick him off his own show? I, yeah, I'd like to, please. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Hey, um, so seriously, the the two, th- this concept has been used by a lot of cult leaders. That Bible verse from Revelation, mm-hmm. it, it talks about there will be two people, and I, I don't know, I don't have it memorized, but there will be two people at end times who will be my representatives mm-hmm. essentially they will wear they will wear sacks of cloth and if if you speak anyone who speaks poorly of them fire will pour out of their mouths and consume them uh they will be my lampposts and uh for a long time i thought it was the olsen twins but i we'll see time will well, tell time will tell well i just spoke poorly of them and there's no fire on me no actually where they are they're probably in manhattan somebody just was burned alive because of what you just <laughs> said yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Isn't there a movie about them taking Manhattan or being in Manhattan? Um, or... Well, uh, Brent, you would know. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the Beatles and how shitty they were. Oh. So I couldn't get past it. No, I, I actually don't hate the Beatles. Just Kevin is a huge Beatles fan. And anytime you disparage them, he like clams up for 15 minutes. And, uh, sheds it, a tear. and actually, he you, he loses six months off his life. It's true. It's That's true. true. So, uh, boy, two weeks from today, buddy. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, when I picked you up, tell him the... 
tell them the story that you told me today. Today's an important day. On November 29th, 2001, uh, the world lost George Harrison. Uh, <laughs> the next day, I uh, was in the same place as Brent Hand, <laughs> and I even had a black armband fashioned for my arm. <laughs> and Brent, in his typical Brent fashion, goes, ah, two down, two to go. <laughs> Sick. What does Fuck. that have to do with today? Oh, uh, we, uh, it, it I came can... up. I came up. I don't know. I was just. We I, somehow I, started talking about those times. I think any day that I'm in his life is an important day. I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, like I always. I do this to Lisa all the time. She wakes up. Baby, today's an important day. Why? You're still married to me. Stop mm. it. <laughs> yeah, stop it is right. Thank you, Seabot. So back to the Bible, Brent. Mm. That, that 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 quote or that quote that verse from from Revelation is used often by uh, wannabe messiahs. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, they believed that they would be transported up onto a spaceship and it would be called the demonstration uh, as proof of their claims. Some other let's go over some other basic beliefs of uh, of Heaven's Gate. They they believe that the planet Earth was about to be recycled or wiped clean, renewed, refurbished or rejuvenated, kind of like the you know, the deluge, the flood, something like that. And the only chance to survive was to leave it immediately. And while the group was against suicide, they defined suicide in their own context to mean to turn against the next level when it was being offered and believe their human bodies were only vessels meant to help them on their journey. Isn't uh, language fun, guys? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> in conversation when referring to a person or a person's body, they always routinely use the word vehicle. I hope that somebody was like, you're an 85 Honda Civic hatchback. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. I watched a lot of documentaries on this thing, mm -hmm. listened to a lot of different things, read a lot. And if I have to hear one more person refer to their own bodies as vehicles, I'm going to scream. It was, it was so annoying. Well, when we get rid of these vehicles, and at first it was just really confusing. Like, what, what, what vehicles? What parking lot are you standing in? Where right. are you? Well, and not just that. The other thing is, if you watch their, you know, their departure videos and stuff, and it tells their name. When the group, when you're in this group, they added ODY to their first names. Uh, they adopted in lieu of their original given names, which defined children of the next level. So whatever name you picked up, John, you wanted to be called Casper, then you'd be Casperotti. Mm -hmm. You know, and Kevin, uh, you would, you know, whatever. Bruce. You know. So you'd Bruce oh. Some nice minestrone, Odie. <laughs> Don't pull a muscle. So they also believe to be eligible for membership to the next level, they would have to shed every attachment to the planet. That meant all members had to give up human-like characteristics, such as silly things, you know, like family, friends, sexuality, individuality, jobs, money, and possessions. Did the money and possessions go back to the cults, or were they just left so wherever the, they were? So they, they made about $400,000 a year yeah, in the, in in the, the early nine, ages in of the 90s. the 90s because they were pioneers of the internet, believe it or not. No shit. Wait, were they deadheads? <laughs> yes, yes. They, 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 they travel the world in a small van following the preachings of one Jerry. Mm. Um, no, but so they took this and they bought real estate and things like that for them. And they, they did a lot of traveling. But when you look at these people, they're very ambiguously looking there. They have no set. Everyone had short buzzed haircuts. Uh, they all looked like men or women. And, and um, we'll get into this in the future. But some of the men uh, in their pursuit to be less <laughs> of a sexual being even were castrated uh six of the men were castrated actually castrated yeah they went to mexico city and were castrated they cut off so the that, muffler of the vehicle yeah so that they they would uh shed these things and another thing you, Wait, would it be the muffler 
Well, I don't know much about cars, so I just that's the only fucking thing I know about a car. That's muffler the only, and a bumper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the 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 castration story is an interesting one. We'll we'll get more. Yeah, into it. yeah. The 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 thing that this really resonated with me is when you 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 dive in this, you read the stories of the families that they left behind, wow. and these families, and they would play tapes of them calling, please, you know, let us see you. I haven't seen my daughter in six years, eight years, ten years. Just let me know you're alive. We'll get into this also, but um, Nettles passed away. Nettles left her family and her children. She had children. The children didn't even know that she died for months because they gave away those petty things like family. And, and somebody and went to her like her place and told her, right? And, I, and I'm sorry if we're going to get into that later, but like a couple people from Heaven's Gate, didn't they go to her yeah. place and yeah. tell her? Yeah, okay. the daughter. And then she's like, well, shit. But you got to do that if you want to give to the evolutionary level above human. What's it called, John? Well, it's simply an acronym, TILA, the yeah. evolutionary level above human. Yeah. Uh, it, it, but also, what, you get to hang out with He-Man, so who doesn't want to be there? So the, the way that they differentiate <laughs> Christianity and other religions mm. versus what they believe is that is that it's not like heaven, which is some some etheric place. That your soul celestial is plane, to, yeah. Correct. Uh, the evolutionary level above human is a physical corporal place. It's somewhere you go. It's, yeah, it's in a, Baltimore. It's a place in our world, the universe, which residents live in pure bliss and nourish themselves by absorbing pure sunlight. We're plants. That's what we're, we're plants. Uh, yeah. Chlorophyll. <laughs> um, yeah. Heaven's Gate also believed that what the Bible calls God, as you mentioned, Brent, is actually a highly developed extraterrestrial. Right, right. And, and members of Heaven's Gate believe that evil space aliens called Luciferians. Wonder where they got that. that one up. Uh, falsely represented themselves to Earthlings as God and conspired to keep humans from developing. Question. A, how many hit points does a Luciferian have? B, what do you have to roll to defeat him? Right, right. Um, uh, 11 actually, and 4. No, 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 no. It's, a, it's an MMO. We're all working together. So we just need a tank, a couple healers. We'll be all right. All right. Although these basic uh, beliefs of the group stayed generally consistent over the years the details of ideology were flexible enough to undergo modifications over time and after the notion of walk-ins became popular within the new age subculture the the two the you know, bow and peep no. joe and oh. yeah the two changed their tune and became describing themselves as extraterrestrial walk-ins. Uh, this like walk-in doctor's idea, office. Well, this walk-in idea. Right when you go to a when you go to an alien dentist, yep. it's an mm -hmm. extraterrestrial yep. walk-in. I got it. This okay. idea of walk-ins is very similar to the concept of being possessed by uh, like a spirit oh. or a demon, but but different. A walk-in can be defined as an entity who occupies a body that has been vacated by its original soul, almost like that whole. Uh, the feet and levels, uh, you know, like these other spirits are inside you from Scientology. But Heaven's Gate came to believe that finally a real religion walk-ins, uh, walk-in that is supposedly from another planet. I am the return of the son of my father. I'll tell you something that's even more remarkable. My father came with me this time. Came in the early seventies took on a human form, an adult human form, helped me get in an adult human form in the early 70s, and we together helped those who came with us that were also here 2,000 years ago get in the bodies that they were wearing so that they could rid themselves of human behavior, human activity, 
human thinking so that they could be ready to move into the kingdom of heaven or the evolutionary level above human. So that is a complete departure from what he was saying just 10 years prior. Because it's all fluid. So this is, this is, there's the seventies and there's the eighties. And, and as time goes and as these members are coming in and as his life is changing, well, guess what? The religion is changing too. And we're talking about these things that they want you to do. They did everything structured and they talked about how everything was like, you talk about pamphlets. Then it went into like tomes of everything you do has to be done a specific way to get to Tila or to get the other level, including shaving. You can't shave against the grain eating. You can only twirl your fork this one way. Weird stuff. When you make pancakes, you have to, the fire has to be a certain level. You have to turn it a certain level. I mean, it was that minutiae. They were essentially OCD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the walk-ins also were a really convenient way for Apple White to uh, explain why um, Nettles had died. Because that was unscheduled. You know, if they have all this control and they are these super omnipotent and extraterrestrials. They're going to ascend again. Oh, she died of cancer. Yeah, that so wasn't does, supposed to happen. Does that mean that she walked out? Like she went to another vehicle? Is that is that what she was, Sometimes he was saying? Sometimes you catch the early train. Right. I mean, the spaceship was there. They needed to send somebody up. Um, oh, yeah. Somebody's got to fly ahead. it. You know, yeah. it was like it was Earl's break. And uh, so, so they needed somebody else to take over, mm-hmm. and uh, she she meant to hit Uber Pool, but she put <laughs> Uber X, so they didn't want to waste it. She took it. He's going on the pool with everyone else. Mm. I think it's the, the the easiest way. Well, and and here's the question: If she hadn't taken it, would they have been charged a cancellation fee? <laughs> Five dollars. Five dollars. But you just email and you'll get that shit back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. They took this whole. Um, Eric Von Daniken, uh, ancient astronaut hypothesis. The term ancient astronaut is used to refer to various forms of the concept that extraterrestrials visited the planet in the distant path. Past, Wait, uh, is our favorite guy a member of Heaven's Gate? Uh, well, could it be? <laughs> so Eric Von Daniken wrote, uh, you know, uh, books. He's the one who, who kind of coined this whole ancient astronauts, and this was a big part of them. Applewhite Nettles took part of the concept and taught it. As a belief that aliens planted the seeds of current humanity millions of years ago and have to come to reap the harvest reap the harvest of their work in the form of spiritually evolved individuals who will join the ranks of flying saucer crews. Now, they're only available to join these crews if they're spiritually evolved, which means, you know, never having sex and only eating your, your Cheerios one way. And that's that's what really matters. Let me just stop for a second. So they weren't having sex at all? Uh, no, within the no. within the cult, uh, to their dismay and 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 chagrin and and to no one else's surprise, these ideas were somewhat poorly received by existing religious communities. They actually on on the first of the year in nineteen seventy nine. I don't remember. They, they went out on a spiritual quest. They jumped in a car and started driving and spreading their 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 story. And like you said, over the years, people are like, you know, I'm not. I'm not really buying it. I'm not buying. Not to say they all didn't. They they got a few a few believers along the way. So going back to timeline, you know, we we gave you all of their belief structure, and and throughout that belief structure, we had to kind of fast forward it and and tell you some of the things that happened, so you, you we could explain their beliefs because they evolved and morphed over time. But getting back into the timeline, we're we're talking about where Apple White and Nettles. Uh, 
built this community. They resolved that they were going to contact extraterrestrials and they sought like-minded followers. They published advertisements for meetings and they recruited disciples. And And when they got disciples, they called them the crew. And at these events, they purported to represent beings from another planet, the next level, and they sought participants for their experiment. They stated that those who agreed to take part in the experiment would be brought to the higher evolutionary level. Remember, this is still earlier on. They're not talking about suicide or anything like yeah, this that. Yeah, is, this is in the 70s. So you got, like, they got some followers, and they got press, and in September 75, the group visited a small town of Waldport, Oregon, to give a lecture about how UFOs were soon going to, to make contact with the human race. Yeah, can they go ahead and define soon? Well, I'm, it was 1997. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so uh, in the cosmic scheme of things, that's a blip. And according to the article in the New York Times, roughly 150 people Packed into Motel Hall to hear Apple Wright's lecture, and one in 30 residents of this town packed up, told their loved ones, deuces, bye-bye, we're off with this guy. And then people After go- one speech? People go, oh, shit, man, uh, egg on my face. Yeah, and it made the national news. A score of persons have disappeared, Walter Cronkite said on the CBS Evening News. It's a mystery whether they've been taken on a so-called trip to eternity or simply been taken. Hola, David, me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and Mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for very limited time. History fifty one listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rachete your 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rachete <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today 
After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And then there's the change. That comes. What's the change, John? Folks thought these people were certainly eccentric, but they seemed relatively harmless. Members. They felt like new age hippies with just a little bit of a tweak on it. Right. But, you know, they would go out in the desert or into the forest and 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 they're not even having lovin's. They're just having uh, let's all be really, really odd together. Well, Kevin, you mentioned you said were they were they former deadheads uh, member? Certainly some probably were because a lot of them were former members of like the counterculture just mm-hmm. looking for a place in life. But they weren't drinking. They weren't doing drugs and they weren't having sex. Correct. So those people fell out. What'd they do very play fast. Uno. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did and cut their hair. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but then everything changed. I mean, at first they, they were even promised they wouldn't have to die to get to the higher plane. Mm-hmm. But then everything changed when we mentioned this before. Bonnie Nettles died of cancer in June of 1985. Yeah, it, threw a, it, it threw a big wrench into the two's whole narrative. I mean, and it shook Applewhite to his core. Yeah, he got angered. And, and it's one of those things where you've preached and preached and preached to these people uh, for, you know, 10 years now that you can go and you don't have to die. And then she, you know, catches that early Uber and people go, uh... Hold up a minute here. How's this? How's this going to work? What? And you would think, you would think that when something so ingrained in this teachings turns out to be untrue, that you'd go, "Oh, it's a lie." Or, or wait, the Luciferians one? Reptile wins. <laughs> right. But nope, nope. From there, Apple right revised the group's doctrines, installed a really strict hierarchy placing him at the top and there was a few positions and everything was done in tandem after that and lots of checks and balances he was now the only way to get to the next level yeah the only way to the father is through me but the father is a spaceship no the, in the, the tail of a comet the, uh, i'm just saying he's crazy <laughs> he's crazy he now he now referred to uh t uh, meaning Nettles as the father, right. and she's up on the ship. She's there. That's the and the yeah. only way 
is through him. His students needed his guidance, and the his only guy, the only guidance he needed was at the next level. There's no one on earth that could help him. Yeah, yeah, and the, the next level, uh, you know, capitalized next level. That's what he, he was teaching. He encouraged his followers to see him as Christ. Well, there it is. That's what always fucking happens, right? Yep. Somebody shows up, and finally they're like, "Oh, this is cool. This is cool. I'm now Jesus." Do you like Dave? Yeah, Dave's pretty cool. He told me he's Jesus. Really? Hold on. Let me pack my shit and say bye to everybody. <laughs> Uh, the group's previous focus on individual choice was replaced with an emphasis on Applewhite's role as 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 the mentor. Applewhite maintained some aspects of the scientific teachings, but in yeah. the 80s, 80s, it really became more of a of a cult in its focus on faith and submission to authority. Yeah, it was it was not only a religion. It was more like this strict military code of you do this and this and that and you report to this person and every part of your day is structured in one way or another and all things are through him because he's like I was no better than you, but I've just been the one who was picked to be this vessel. And, and this all we... came after she died. Did Correct. They, did any mention of cancer go out to the followers? Or well, they, they, they knew she died of, oh, they cancer. Knew. of cancer. She but... died in a hospital under a false name. Like uh-huh. we said, they didn't tell her. Oh, not her, her... real name, Peep? <laughs> they, she uh... was Bo. She was Bo. Oh, my fault. The other interesting thing about this story. Right, she was Peep. I lied to you. It gets so confused. Not the first fucking time. Uh, the the other interesting thing about this story is is while he was very assertive at times, he was also very unsure of himself at times. There would be times where he'd say, "I just don't know what I'm doing. We need to pack it in. I I, I I'm crazy. I I we I I don't get it. I I don't know. Uh, this is not this is not right. Now and in watching and, with a lot of the people that were were with him as they thought that that was times when he was fighting backsliding and and having these uh wanting to have you know sex and things like that and and it really made him doubt himself and the other members were the ones that would say no yeah. no you are right you are you need to stop this right now uh, we should not quit. We need to st- surge forward and move ahead. Yeah, well, they did, and that was the beginning of the end. Uh, so now you're getting in the late 80s, and this group has kept a low profile, and few people knew it still existed. And Applewhite's group uh, remained inconspicuous until 92 when they recorded a 12-part video series, which was broadcast via satellite. Now, I say inconspicuous. I brought this up earlier. One of their main recruiting tools they were using in those late 80s, early 90s was these Internet sites. They were using it, and that was the only way people – a lot of people – if you weren't finding these pamphlets in the towns that they happened to be coming through, you would find this Internet site, and it was very advanced for the time. It's still – you know, you can can go find it. And then they get the idea they're going to record this 12-part series, and I – I think the best way you can ever make a series is to have people in the audience, but zoom past them and have him stare dead eye right into the camera. Right there. Oh, oh, it's, it's so beautiful. cuts down on production costs. It's so weird too. Like I, I understand that they say eye contact and maintaining eye contact is is a part of manipulation. Tell me when this other, gets uncomfortable. Other than, then I'll double it. <laughs> other than the eye contact, you know, I, I watched his entire set of videos. I didn't see – he didn't seem charismatic in any way. He didn't seem – He's a hand talker. <laughs> he didn't seem um, convincing in any way. There, I expected 
I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I was nervous to watch them, but I, I, I was like, ooh, I, I'll, I'll be interested to see what, how I feel, how I, what's my emotional response is it, to this. It's like Norm MacDonald talking about, he's like, you know, I always wanted to go back in time and kill Hitler, but damn, that guy could talk. He's <laughs> like, what if I had to learn German? And then I get there and I'm like, hey, that silver tongue bastard got me. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what if he's just right, right, right. And so I sat and- Not going to happen here. No, no. I sat and listened to him like, wow, this guy just sounds kind of batshit crazy. And- and by the way, his brand of crazy, even if he was selling a, a really good form of soap, yeah. I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> and then when you watch and you watch and you can see the heads in the audience, if you can see, they're nodding. Oh, yeah. They're just nodding along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I Testify. I wasn't, Testify. I wasn't picking up what he was putting down. Over the course of the group's existence, several hundred people joined and left. And in the early 90s, their membership dwindled, as one you would think, um, <laughs> because it's getting a little out there, and numbering as few as 26. And these defectors gave Apple White a sense of urgency, like, I'm going to lose everything if we don't uh, shit or get off the pot. So in May of 93, they decided that they had a branding problem. We we need someone to help us with our branding. So they hired an advertising agency. Oh, good. No, that's not true. Oh. <laughs> uh, but they did come up with a new name. Mm. They, 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 they started calling themselves Total Overcomers Anonymous. Which is not the porno that I thought it was, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. They spent thirty grand to publish a full page ad in the USA Today. Not those, not those pamphlets like we were talking about before. Not just the thing. That's a that's a serious chunk of change. How so? Fast forward to when the suicide happens. How bad do you feel if you're that ad rep that sold that ad? Yeah, you're like woohoo! Like they won some sort of award. <laughs> <laughs> like you sold that ad. You know, it, like it was a big payday for you. Like you're a young young rep. You'd never sold anything before. You big sale you know and you know that that convinced like three people to join that day. oh yeah and you know that they're like oh man don't worry about it no one's no one's gonna remember that ever yeah, happened pepperidge farm remembers son of a bitch <laughs> that was not that was not a good day for for that young man did this did this get uh, to anybody who had been in the you said a lot of people came in and left did, did, did people see this ad in the usa today did it's, it bring anybody back its publication led 20 former members to rejoin the group right right um they came back and said you know they talked to a lot of these people and it's like i was led astray and i felt lost and blah 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 and it was well, that, this <laughs> divine thing, that the, the divine thing that came in and, and led you back to us. I, we wouldn't say the ad was subtle. It warned of catastrophic judgment that was about to befall the earth. Yeah. So, you know, that old thing. So that, along with a series of public lectures, as, as you do when, uh, when you're crazy, uh, uh, in 94 caused membership to double from its low point at the beginning of the decade. So they're in a, they're in a, they're in a upswing. Upswing. Yeah. 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 Also, in 94... He was feeling his Wheaties. Yeah, Apple White... I don't know why I always want to say Apple Bomb, but Apple White, uh, he first spoke of the possibility of suicide as a way to reach the next level. And he explained that everything human has to be forsaken, including the human body, because as we talked about, it's just a vehicle, just a vehicle, ad nauseum, it's just a vehicle. And... Uh, before one could ascend, you had to shed that too. And the organization was then renamed Heaven's Gate. I so, don't think they have a branding problem anymore. <laughs> oh, man. So listen to uh, some interviews with with former members that are obviously still alive. 
And when it was when oh, I thought maybe you broke out the Ouija board <laughs> when it was first uh, suicide was first brought up. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to kill ourselves in, in this many years. It was it, so it, was the, it was the indirect. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, uh, come gather around the tree stump over here. Hey, can we just have a, a chat for a second? Now, 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 I don't mean this. This isn't really going to happen. But just, just a quick question for everybody. I don't want everybody to freak out or anything. But. If in the distant future, you know, just to just to make our way up to, uh, you know, the ship, if, you know, it, it maybe required us to say, I don't know, um, uh, you know, walk, walk a little ways. That'd be one option. Yeah. Preach. Um, uh, option number two, maybe we get into an airplane. Uh, I don't like it. flying, yeah. but for Flying's you, I will. Yeah. Uh, or maybe maybe option number three might have to uh, maybe maybe lay down our vehicles, kill ourselves. Sorry. Yeah. Can you go back to the second one? <laughs> um, yeah, so so flying. Oh, flying. oh, that's much better. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, man. And even some of the people that left, they were talking about that. And, and they were talking to this one guy, and he's like, you know, I got everything else. But then I was like, well, this is against every all the other teachings. But I really believed in him still. They, you know, and they still, the people that amazing. would. The people that left because of this still were like. But I think he was on to something. Yeah, they did say that. And But then, you know, he was real subtle about bringing it up. But then in that same meeting, he then went to every person individually and said, if it came to that, would you be willing? Yes or no. Answer right now. In front and of everyone. In front of everyone. And one person said, I don't think so. And that person, uh, a plane ticket was arranged for him later that day. Oh, they took the second option. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of that, so they're talking about these these crazy things of, you know, maybe we're going to kill ourselves. They also start increasing the focus on sexual desire suppression. Applewhite and a group of others opted for surgical castration. They initially had difficulty finding a willing surgeon, but eventually found one in Mexico. So but before they all had it done, mm-hmm. they, the idea had come up. Uh, initially, uh, Applewhite brought it up, but then he said, no, 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 we won't do that. Some other members said, no, we think it's a good idea. Yeah, he they, wasn't even the, the pushing force right, for correct. it. Right, yeah. correct. They tabled it. He called him back up a year later and said, maybe we do this. One, uh, Two people volunteered. Mm-hmm. They drew straws. One of them went through with it. Bef- this is before they found mm-hmm. the surgeon. They had another member of oh. the cult mm-hmm. that had uh, that had been an assistant in a uh, in a doctor's office that it had to do it to uh, former cancer patients yeah. who had had to have it done. So the assistant basically had seen it done enough that uh, that uh, she could do it. So they went ahead and did it to this, and everything looked like it went fine. Apparently, when you do this, you have to put in uh, where the, the site is. You have to put in holes to avoid swelling. Mm-hmm. Okay, they put in the holes. Kevin is not enjoying this talk. Keep going. And everything looks like it went fine, but like an hour later, the person's screaming. And the surgical site has like blown up to the size of a softball mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it keeps growing. And the person's screaming in agony and, and Applewhite is like shaking visibly, doesn't know what to do. And eventually they're like, we'll take care of it. And Applewhite says, call the cops, throw me in jail. I should never have allowed this to happen. Wow. And they said, no, we'll take care of this. We'll take care of this. They eventually go to a hospital. Uh, they think that they're going to be arrested. They're not. Uh, they just, the hospital takes care of it. Uh, they, they clean the area, do what, they don't know, some, just something, yeah. like, you know, minor wrong, but wrong. They fix it. Everything is, is fine. And then from then on, they're like, yeah, we need a surgeon to do this. And you know what's funny? So you said the first guy. They Nothing fl- is funny about it. They literally that. like flipped a coin because they said, we're going to let the universe decide. Mm. The guy who didn't get it because he lost, left the cult, 
had babies, had, yeah. had a yeah. family, just, and in the use those balls. One baby. of the interviews, he's married and he's massaging his pregnant wife's belly, and he's like, uh, "It's funny the way things turn out." He still referred to Applewhite as the second coming of Jesus. Wow! Really? Yeah. And said if it had happened to him, he wouldn't have regretted it. Nope. Right, baby. And baby. And baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they go to Mexico, and and you know after all that happens, and they they have their their they're castrated. Sexuality, they looked at as one of the most powerful forces that bound humans to their bodies and and thus hindered their efforts to evolve to the next level. And he taught yeah, he taught that next level beings had no reproductive organs, but that Luciferian beings had genders. And he also cited a verse in the New Testament that said that there would not be <laughs> there would not be marriage in heaven. In addition, he required members to adopt similar clothing and haircuts, possibly to reinforce that they were non-sexual family. And the thing about it is, a lot of jumpsuits, a lot of plaid, uh, a lot of just terrible-looking clothing. So that brings us to the late 90s, and guess what's coming? Guess what they find in 95? The Hale-Bopp Comet. Comet. Applewhite's final and most fiendish instructions to his followers. We're going to tell you about after the break on Hysteria 51. I bet it was... Uh, Windows 95. Yeah. <laughs> you made them all watch that, the, uh... watch that video with friends. Scott. Uh, oh. <laughs> Don't, why, Lisa, why are you looking at me like that? It was just something I just made up. Ha, 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 ha. Out of the blue and, and nothing. No. That literally... Uh, that was a recap. <laughs> and we, you're all caught up to speed. If you're just joining us on the hilarious uh, hour, oh heaven's gate. Oh, I thought we were doing the name show. That's what I signed up for. After Courtney, Courtney over there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Courtney. Yeah. Ugh. That's what we call in the business a callback. This is a business. Courtney Odie. Courtney Odie. Courtney. O there you go, mixing it in. Yeah. We just did a herald. I think we did a herald. <laughs> That's like the sixth reptile. Conspiracy bot, I'm gonna fucking break that thing if you keep doing it. Why don't you just break the bot? That's that's the thing. Like, oh, it fair just enough. comes out of him. <laughs> fair enough. I've been saying that for a long fucking time. Alright, so we're getting into the late nineties. It's, it's go time. It's hammer time. It's coming up. Yeah, it's something. So uh, yeah, in uh we told you nineteen ninety five Hail Bop, but we're gonna skip to October of ninety six. The group rented a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, California. They had that kind of cheese because they made stupid amounts of money uh, being a, a fuckhole of a cult. Well, no. They, I mean, what you mentioned earlier, they, they made all money. The, all the Internet uh, they stuff they the were internet, doing. Yeah. They, and they had, like, regular clients. Like, they had a, a, a country club. He got and... very early into creating websites. Apple White was a um, an HTML pioneer. So you can still... <laughs> they, they called him the clip art king of California. <laughs> Is that anything like the sausage king of Chicago? It's very much so, but less balls. Abe Froman. Did you did you know that you can still go to their website? Uh, yeah. If you go to Heaven's... It's, I think it's heavensgate.com, actually. It uh, Across the top, it blinks in red letters, red alert, red alert. And it uh, it still looks like it did the day that You're they... You're not looking. I just pulled her up. Uh, the yeah. day they committed suicide. Uh, he fun on top of that wow yeah it you does. can email them and it is still and answered. get a response because they left two individuals a man and a woman they think now this is under conjecture wait are you are you telling me that they're not responding from the spaceship uh, well, who is responding is under conjecture because they say they're not and stuff like that but anyway people will respond because they are the leftovers for the second coming whenever 
that might be. Now, are they another duo or, t- or gr- the two? Are they the new two? Uh, I don't know. I, the they're, they're called uh, Tasty and Freeze. I don't know. That's the <laughs> that's the, the ice cream shop at the end of my block. That's enough John Mellencamp for today. Anyway, they recorded oh, <laughs> two video messages. This is in October of 96, which they offered their viewers a last chance to evacuate Earth. So it's 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 crunch time, as you're saying. Like he he's he's telling you, shit or get off the pot, so to speak. You know. And this is when they learned about the approach of the uh, the Hale-Bopp comet. And you know what's funny? The guy who found it said, "Man, this is the kind of thing that we're going to release this, and it's going to be visible for like 18 months. There's going to be some religious cults that are probably going to kill themselves." Yeah, I heard that. Talk about wow. Fort. Yeah, he's like, uh, "This thing's going to be really bright in the sky. I bet some people clock out to this." Only thing. happens every two thousand years. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Talk about foreshadowing, man. Apple White now believed that Nettles was aboard the spaceship trailing the comet. We'll get into why they believe that's why a spaceship trailing I keep, the comet. I keep in a sending I keep sending the guys from Twisted Ten stickers to put on the 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 spaceships down there that say Nettles on board, but they won't do it. It pisses uh, me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're working buzz. She's waving. She's waving. <laughs> oh no, that was a finger. So, so they just they planned on rendezvousing with Nettles. He t- he told his followers that the vessel would transport them to their destination, mm-hmm. and that there was a government conspiracy to suppress the word of the craft. So, the reason that they thought there was a spaceship specifically behind the Hailbop, they weren't the only ones. They didn't actually even originate the idea that there was a spaceship there. There was a there was a, a belief amongst the UFO community because there was. One or two pictures that were taken of the Hale-Bopp that made it appear that there was something else behind the comet. It looked like there was a glitter, a piece of glitter right behind it that just caught. And with that picture, it ignited the UFO community. Right. Lots of episodes of Coast to Coast were dedicated to it. In fact, one of the members of the Heaven's Gate cult heard that specific episode of Coast to Coast. Oh. Hi, this is batshit crazy Odie uh, calling in to talk to you. <laughs> and and went and told Applewhite about it. You, Literally, like I was listening to Art Bell, this Hale Bob comet has a spaceship behind it. And that was what that was what Applewhite needed to hear. Because because what we you don't know and what we haven't told you yet is that Applewhite believed he was running out of time. He believed at the time that he had cancer. Turns out Fast forward to after his death, they did a postmortem. He wasn't. He didn't have cancer, uh-huh. but he thought he did, and he thought he was running out of time. And so he did a lot of this for, like, selfish reasons. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Same with the castration what stuff. What you don't say. Same with the castration stuff. Like, he thought that they should all be castrated because he had a hard time controlling himself. So, like, oh, yeah, we should all get rid of our junk. Anyway, but back to uh, back to the, uh, the Hellbop. Uh, they thought that that ship was back there and he's like perfect that's our ticket out of here all right everybody we're gonna hop on the ship and uh to do so we'll just need to die but then you know they covered themselves he said and it even says on their website if you go there right now regardless of if the ship is actually there or not that part's kind of inconsequential well then what do they get on if there's no ship They'll still be transported. Don't worry about oh, okay. it. And you can look up. There are pictures of the Hellbop Comet. There's a couple that look like a piece of glitter. Or something. Now, you got to realize, what is a comet shedding but ice? And so depending on how you look at it, things are going to glimmer. But there just so happened to be one picture that looked like there was something glimmering behind it. So obviously it's, you know, 
It's Nettles doing a drive-by. So obviously the fervor around the Hale-Bopp was enough certainly to convince the the followers to to get on board. So in March of 97, the group isolated themselves, recorded farewell statements. And that's a big one. You can still see all these farewell statements. And the thing I will say about them is they were happy. None of them looked elated. Be, um, well, yeah, they were going to tell her, right? They are 100% believing this. They are down. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is like fucking A, bring it on kind of thing. You know? uh, we're going home. Yeah, right. yeah. They praised Applewhite in their final. You go watch these. They're telling him he, he this guy is our savior. Don't cry for us. And in fact, some of them threw shade on other cults. And that was what was funny. Like, hey, uh, you know this other cult over here. Yeah, that suck it. I mean, they didn't really say that, <laughs> yeah, but some yeah, of them yeah. were like these other people that believe stupid crap. We're about to kill ourselves. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Because, uh, you know, I'm always going to be in space and tell Tila. And he, yeah, in their final messages, when they addressed their family, they even said, listen, guys, this isn't about you. All right. Oh, oh OK. This is about me and my you're the, 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 the idiots who don't believe this. And you're all going to be a Luciferian scumbag, you know, bunch choy. I'm going to be a crewman. I might be I might be, you know, in janitorial services. I'm still going to be a crewman on a spaceship. Applewhite recorded a video shortly before his death as well, in which he uh, termed the suicides their final exit, of course. And uh, he also said, quote, we do in all honesty hate this world. <laughs> he kind of showed his cards there, right? Yeah. Um, it's speculated that Applewhite settled on suicide because he had said the group would ascend during his lifetime and thus appointing a successor was not feasible since he thought he had boy. cancer. Yeah, and boy, isn't that the ultimate control? And be like, it'll happen while I'm alive. Yeah, right. All right, guys. And so, so, yeah, I mean, also in preparation for for the suicides, they thought they needed to do it in a very specific way. They all got the matching outfits, the Nikes mm-hmm. that you've heard so much about, uh, and then the uh, the purple shrouds they all put over the, the they put plastic bags over their head, then covered that with that purple shroud. The yeah. plastic bags to ensure that they died from the poison. Yeah. And uh, they had patches made. Uh, actually, two rounds of patches. Oh, they, man, didn't, yeah. they didn't like the first round. The second round said Heaven's Gate Away Team yep. in reference to just Star like a, Trek. It looked just like a NASA patch. Yeah. You away know? Team being Away Teams from Star Trek. And you can buy them online. Now, Ugh, they're not the originals. That's disgusting. But you can, you can buy them. Yeah. The Suicide's Lucky started uh, on March 22nd. Most members took barbiturates and alcohol. The barbiturates were put into applesauce. The alcohol was vodka. You Mm -hmm. know, it's easiest to drink. They placed bags over the head. They wore, you know, all that stuff. A bag that contained a few dollars and a form of identification was placed beside the bodies. Five dollars. In change. In quarters, yeah. yeah. And the deaths occurred for over laundry? Three what was days. that for? I don't, I mean, you know, it's, I guess there's it's no like, explanation for it's that. It's like you're told for the river sticks. They, yeah. they, for whatever reason, they thought they needed $5 in change. Yeah, okay. So they're, they're, they're on a vacation. All that stuff is placed right there. If they had glasses, they were folded up nicely and put next to the bodies. And the deaths occurred, like I said, over three days. And Applewhite was one of the last four to die. Three assistants helped him commit suicide. Then killed themselves. The, and it's, it's crazy. The assistants were the only ones that still had bags over their heads because they, everyone killed themselves in turns so that the they, next people could remove the bags, put the, the shrouds on. Yeah. yeah. And the okay. assistants, obviously, the last three couldn't do that for yeah. themselves. And you know what? We'll play for you. The anonymous call to the sheriff's department. This tipped them off that there had been a suicide. Hello? Yes. Um, I need to uh, report uh, an anonymous tip. Who do I talk to? Okay, 
This is regarding what? This is regarding a mass suicide, and I can give you the address. And that caller actually is a former Heaven's Gate member who knew this was going to happen because he had received a package from Applewhite with a tape. Mm-hmm. He liked to send those tapes, didn't he? Man, he sure did. And it, it was the largest, I think you actually said this earlier, the largest group suicide involved U.S. citizens uh, on American soil and the largest since the 78 mass suicide of 920 Americans in Jonestown. And Applewhite's body was found seated on the bed of the mansion's master bedroom. Yeah. He was gone so or ascended when they when they helped him with the three assistants. Help, did he do it the same way? Barbiturates and, and alcohol or was it a different way? I'm just trying no, he to... did it the same way. They all did. They all OK, did. they all did. Yeah. And yeah. They, they encouraged members that were outside of there to, you know, there's still time, you know, in a few over the next few days. People people committed suicide elsewhere when they heard about this. Former members did. One of the most in- interesting things I found when when you talk about Applewhite calling himself Jesus. Uh-huh. OK. If you go watch his videos, all of these videos that you can watch are all recorded within six months of the suicide. And he, he on one of the videos, he says, am I Jesus? I'll leave that to you. But yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, <laughs> let me did. help you. I'm going to leave you to this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's so interesting that he references God. He references Jesus and uses a Bible verse or two. But in all of his other speaking, he never references the teachings of the Bible or of Jesus, or of God in any way, shape, or form. Other than Jesus uh, uh, was an alien, and he's just the like new coming it, of none of it. None of it has to do with religion in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. It's all his own teachings. But it's, at some point, he did, near the end, didn't he tell them that, yes, I am Christ? But Christ but, was an alien. Like, when he put out a pamphlet, the largest letters across the top were UFO. This is all about aliens. That's my point. Like, when you, when you, what's, what are the basic tenets of christianity or judaism they're all they're like 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 in the old testament the ten commandments partying is not partying is not one of them. not the same in not the, the, same in the new well, a close reading of leviticus in the, <laughs> in the new testament you know love your neighbor as the yourself book of Radio and, Shack. And, and and all of that kind of stuff he doesn't teach any of that stuff like this is all just about this is all just about going to the next level and aliens, and it's so weird that there really aren't teachings in here other than you can't have sex with anybody and cut your hair. So why, then? Why, why did you do this? What do because you it was all selfish. Exactly. And there are many popular commentators, people in the news, they speculate that Applewhite brainwashes followers, but many, many, many academics have rejected that brainwashing label as it oversimplifies this that does not express the nuance of the process by which like, followers and stuff are influenced these people didn't just meet him well they, and a lot that, of them were in this for decades not only that uh, nowadays most academics whoever they are say that brainwashing really isn't yeah, even a it, thing it's not a thing it's not a thing teaching someone and then adopting that is very different from brainwashing and something that they were I guess, willing to follow Applewhite, they as in, you know, his followers, in suicide because they had been totally dependent on him. Yep. Everything from from how they shave, how do they cook, how do they do everything. And hence, they weren't suited for life in his absence. Like, if he leaves, what do we do? And when you look at these people, and I don't mean to generalize, but they all have that sense of, you know, that person. You know what I mean? When you listen to them talk, 
they're missing something in their life. And we've all met that person and maybe they haven't had an apple white to glom onto, or maybe they have done it in, in other ways, you know, and, and, and that's not a bashing on religion or anything like that. That's my job. People were deeply, deeply flawed individuals that were just looking for any kind of escape. And he exploited it. And others look at kind of two factors. He isolated them socially and he cultivated an attitude of complete religious obedience in them. And what we say by, you know, isolating them, no family, no friends. You want a friend? They're here. But you don't, you don't, you're not going to go hang out with them. This is like uh, so many other cults. You get them in and, and with your, well, I know he wasn't that charismatic as we were talking about. You get them in one way, but then you start to isolate them from all that they love and you make them believe that the only reason that they're on earth is to follow you. So if you're going to be gone, then what's their point in living? Right. Exactly. And now this is something that I brought up earlier, but a lot of people covering it covered the suicides as, uh, that we're looking at the suicides, media outlets focused on Applewhite's sexuality. And in fact, the New York Post dubbed him the gay guru. And there's a lot of gay rights activists like uh, Troy Perry. He argued that Applewhite's repression and society's rejection of same-sex relationships ultimately led to this. And I, I agree with that a lot because I think that, um, well, I went into it earlier, but when you tell someone that they're, they're, they're so wrong and then they lash out in other ways, but this idea has failed to gain support among the academics. <coughs> and think uh, about the know, time who, that this, are. this happened. It was, you know, I don't know, three years or so after right. Don't Ask, Don't Tell. It was, it was a much different world as far as, um, uh, the, the acceptance of homosexuality than we have today. It was right at the cusp. Like it was, too too bad it was at that time. Yes, exactly. Talking about these academics, um, they argue that Applewhite's sexuality was not the primary driving force uh, behind his asceticism, which they believe resulted from a variety of factors, though his sexuality was probably a role, but it's not the only thing. Like, it wasn't, well, I'm gay and I can't be gay, so we better all commit suicide. You're not just going to do that because of it. You got a lot of other things wrong big, with you. The big distinction here is no one told him he couldn't be gay. He hated himself for being gay. I mean, I, I think if you look at society in that time, it well, was especially a, back when what he got yeah. divorced in 1968. Yeah, that I mean was, that's even before Stonewall. Yeah, right. So to be gay then was just I think uh, it played terribly a, a hard. lot into it. I, I agree with you, but like you said, and and like they're saying here, that's not the only driving fact. You got to be a you know have a few screws loose. Uh, to go down this road. Anytime well, I guess you I, start seeing yourself as a messiah, you jumped a step or two. Or you started a podcast with John Goforth. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid point. Thank you. So I, whether it's be by master manipulation or the blind following of a comfortable narrative by loyal subjects, the sad result is the same. They committed suicide. 39 people died. Others later, but this was the mass suicide because of one man telling them that they needed to go to a spaceship behind Comet Hale-Bopp. There it is. Wow, that is a fucked up story. It is. It is. And, you know, I think, you know, let's get into. Normally, this is where we th we talk about what's true and what isn't. Do we think what happened? Well, we know what happened here. All of it's true. Um, and it's a really sad story. Kevin, we brought and, you here for a reason. We're worried that this is happening to you. Yes. And, and you saw my new shoes. Well, when you come over and there's 16 people yeah. uh, in robes behind hey, quiet. you, they can hear you. Yeah, I know. And, and can you, 
at least leave them outside next time. No, but uh, this is normally Calm the part down, of, everyone. So we know it's true, but I think I think now would be a good time. Why don't we talk about why we think it happened? And I'll start. I think I, I think a good place here uh, is I think we should differentiate, or at least I'm going to, because um, I'm not between the leaders of this cult and and the members. Okay. So specifically talking about Applewhite, I think just calling him crazy uh, gives him a, a, a free pass. I uh, think that he doesn't was, do anyone justice. Anything. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun I, thing to say, but yeah. I think he, that he was a selfish, bitter man. I think that everything he did was uh, surrounding Heaven's Gate was uh, in an effort to um, to further his own emotional needs. So he wanted to distance himself from his own sexuality. Great. I'm going to, I'm going to create an environment where sexuality no longer matters. When later Hell in life, do it. when later in life, he started to believe that his health was failing him. Great. We're all going to go to a place where health no longer matters. He could not find in the general world. He could not find a level of respect. People did not respect the man. He couldn't keep a job. He started a he was part of starting a cult where he had nothing but respect. I think that he 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 created his own universe and he did it at the cost of 39 people's lives. Um not just those 39 well, families yeah, fam- and friends of course and all of the other course. people around the world that 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 he just destroyed. But I yes. I think I think that the the members that committed suicide were um were were people that were looking for for uh, they were lost souls they were looking for direction in life and i think lost souls get taken in a lot of different ways like sometimes they uh, when when they don't know what to do they they join the military sometimes when they don't know what that's to do that's not to say that that's a bad thing that's not a bad thing no. but like sometimes when people are lost they 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 glom on to things because they see that other people have done that sometimes they just join a normal religion sometimes they they become gamers that, sometimes like, lost... they buy a, a bunch of cats right you know? right, right right sometimes um, they start a podcast with john go for it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but these folks were Wait, cer- th- these folks were certainly naive and they were lost souls they're like they're like lost puppies but you but you can't i i don't also don't think they become blameless in this situation because they 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 were adults and they were of sound sound mind to one extent or another and they did have families that they abandoned in this effort and you know i i, th- I also think and then i'll li- i'll end with this that this is somewhat of a cautionary tale of believing in everything when we, you know, we talk about a lot of UFOs and other stuff on this show and, and it's fun and exciting. I mean, who doesn't like looking up in the heavens and wondering what's out there and what's possible and what could be. But I, I really do believe that a healthy skepticism and not believing everything that you're told keeps your mind right. And, and that, and, and being willing to, to listen Take it in and then use your mind to judge will will keep you out of cults. And I think that that's that's healthy. Yeah, I I, I agree with the vast majority of that. The thing about it is, is these people that find themselves, at least in this cult, I can say one nice thing we can look at is they were adults. It's not something where children were being indoctrinated because they weren't having that. So you don't have a. You know, a Branch Davidian or a Jonestown type thing, but these are, uh, quote unquote adults that have made decisions for themselves. 
these are lost individuals. These are lost souls. And, and like you said, they were looking for something. And a lot of them were looking for anything. And make no mistake, like you said, he was throwing that UFO flag out very early from the beginning. Hey, we're out there for UFOs. And these people were early into the whole aspect of trying to find UFOs. What's out there? What's these this new age thinking? And I'm serious. Go look at these videos and stuff. They all have the same feel about them. The, the people that went through with it. And you'll find a lot of these people weren't in there for six months, a year, two years. They've been in it 15, 20, 25 years or however, you know, 22 or whatever it worked out to be uh, the longest. But they found something in him that was lacking in their life. And they were willing to go however far it was needed to follow him. And that is a scary, scary thing. When you allow someone to have that power over your life, how can you let go like that? And these people had loved ones. It's because they, they lacked that filter. Well, but but they had a lot of them loved ones that were there for them. So I always wonder, how do you go down that road? How do you find yourself doing this road where it's not like a lot of these people were shunned and runaways that were he was picking them up on the street. These people were coming from loving homes with money or, or at least, you know, comfortable backgrounds, not per se money. And they were still failing at life somehow. And that's how you get these cults. This is this is a sad thing. In my life, I have found some people that grew up in in cults. Uh, I worked with with someone, and you don't realize it a lot of times. And then you're like, "Oh shit, I, I I'm in a cult." And if you watch interviews with Applewhite, he talks about that. A lot of people are going to say this is a cult, blah blah blah, and he puts it down. Then in other times, he's talking. He's like, "Well." you know, with this cult, you're like, well, you just called it a cult yourself, man. The guy was charismatic, I guess, but I sure don't see it. And I don't know how you go down. I think you have to have a special type of person that falls for at least this type of cult. And unfortunately he found 38 of them at minimum. Kevin. Um, I think you guys both have some good points. I think, uh, uh, as we said at the beginning, it's not a joke. I mean, life's really fucking hard, right? And and mm-hmm. we all have our ways of, of dealing with life. And for the very, very vast majority of us, uh, we have our vices, um, drinking or whatever, but um, we we tend to temper our fears of, say, death or fear of the unknown or, or fear of inadequacy or whatever it may be. We're able to temper it on a certain level. But I think maybe people who uh, do end up killing themselves in a cult, like this instance, there's something there that is given to them or they are just being led by somebody when they can't even lead their own life, perhaps. Um, And I I think it just comes down to a lot of pain, a lot of fear, a lot of emotion and uh, being manipulated one way or another into following somebody who, yes, was a narcissist, who did all these things for his own betterment and then projected it out onto his followers. And unfortunately, like you said, there were 38 people who um, went along with it, um, whether it be the castration uh, and then, of course, uh, ultimately the suicide. So it's, it's about him. Uh, in a way, it's about her, but it, it became very different well, after she died. I don't think that in any point, though, she would have uh, steered away from his his way of thinking, though. I mean, right. And after she died, when he was maybe sensing he was going to lose some control, he, he 
it seems like he put like a, a I think a, that's a that was a great point you made about um those folks really enjoying letting someone else be in charge. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Of course. And stand up and fight their battles and these people perhaps uh felt help, helpless and this is somebody who represents them and this is somebody who doesn't play by the rules and this is somebody who's also giving them um salvation and um you know this shit has happened, will happen. It happens in many parts of our lives, I believe, yeah. uh, on various levels. So uh, I don't, I don't understand it, but I, I do think about it a lot, and and it, it's unfortunately something that will continue to happen as long as there are human mm-hmm. beings. So that's our thoughts, Nation. How many of you guys remembered this? This is something that stuck on your brains. Like I know John and I, we were big. We got to do this because it's something that we really remembered. Or was this something you're like, oh, I didn't really know about that. Also, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think that it was for a different reason? Were these lost souls? Were these crazies? What are your thoughts? How can they tell us, John? Hop on Hysteria Nation. Go to Facebook. Find our discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just search Hysteria Nation on Facebook. Oh, so it's not just a clever name. No, it is just a clever name. Yeah, it's all it is. Yeah, really. that's all it is. Also, don't forget, if you're hopping on things, go to Twitter, at Hysteria51Pod. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can find radio dramas, extra episodes, up all nights. There will be an up all night after this episode. There will be. And also, we're going to get you some swag on there. You can get yourself some T-shirts and some awesomeness, some stickers, hand-drawn pictures. But if you want to hear yourself on the show, all you got to do is leave us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. And we got three of them to play. Three of these bad dogs that have came in. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. I have not listened to these. I downloaded them, saved them. We're going to listen to them for the first time. Get ready to edit, Seabot. <laughs> Here's number one. Hi, Seabot. Fuck you, Brent. Hi, Seabot. Fuck you, Brent. I think is what I just heard. I heard hi, Seabot. I played again. Hold on. Here we go. Hi, Seabot. Fuck you, Brent. Oh, nope. That's, yeah. yeah. No, that's fuck you, Brent. <laughs> so there's number one. All right. Um, I think we're not going to play the next two. <laughs> here, here Stop is it. Number two. What up, dogs? It's the Flynn Dog from Indiana. I love your show. It's totally awesome. Hey, I was just calling. I had an idea for a show. I didn't know if you guys would be interested in it. Um, I'd love to hear some information on possibly lost ancient technology. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know there's a lot of uh, talk about uh, stuff like uh, the H blocks and other, you know, saw marks at the tombs in Egypt and things like that. But I think that'd be a really cool show to talk about potential uh, lost ancient technology. Hope Cut out a little bit there at the end, but that I really the, like that was the government you're cutting them off. Places like Teotihuacan and things like that were megalithic structures, and how were they put together? And there's places that look like they had rotary saw bits, like that looks just like things were cut. But yet, this is at a time or the they hieroglyphics with iPhones on yeah, them. But they didn't have a wheel. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that is absolutely uh, an episode that is on our radar and will be coming up. And Indiana, we can't escape those Indiana bastards. Uh, Kevin's ex-boyfriend's from Indiana. What's his name again? Uh, the court says I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Restraining orders are a bitch. Amanda Parr. My social media Facebook account is Queen Amanda King. You already know. Bye-bye. <laughs> that is self-serving at its best right there. 
Uh, but we did promise that if you called this show, you would hear us if it wasn't hate speech, and that isn't. So God love you, Amanda. Thanks for calling the show. Uh, Amanda, you might be my favorite voicemail ever. I'm just going to start doing the other. Hysteria 51, you can find us at the following. Fuck all y'all. Listen to us. She didn't curse. I curse. Okay. <laughs> There's the big difference. You got okay, We actually, I, Amanda, do you, do you have a show? Can we have Seabot call your show? Yeah. I have standards. So I already talked to her. Seabot, <laughs> since when do you have standards? Since Tuesday. Oh, hey, it's an upgrade. <laughs> oh, okay, good. John, good. you know what? We got a little time. We're, we're, we're long. Let's just go super long. We got any five star reviews to go on this one? We do. So we had a little bit of a lull here, Kevin. We we hadn't got uh we gotten some five stars, but people hadn't left reviews, and then all of a sudden we got a whole bunch of them. Oh, nice! All right, five star reviews. First one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really funny. Yeah, producer Lisa's telling jokes while you're over there. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. First one. My name is Amanda Parr. Five stars. My social media. No, that's not true. <laughs> I just made that up. I was sitting here, my job, I'm like, wasn't that the same name? <laughs> you can see how much I pay attention. I'm like, I think I saw that name before. All right. First one, uh, Masterpiece, five stars. Mm. If you call our show a Masterpiece, you will always get red. What's the name? What's the name? The uh, Not So Green Jelly. Oh, oh, I I like it. I like it. Brent and John and Seabot are masters at teaching while joking. I actually hear about subjects that are out there without being preached to that I must think one way or the other. Don't get it twisted. They are skeptics. John much more than Brent. But they give everything a fair shake. This is a must listen if you're into the paranormal or conspiracy world. Wow. Wow. Uh, All right. uh, Next one by JDP number 13. Title. Funny. Exclamation point. Five stars. Uh, they look at the paranormal and make it fun. I like that. Yeah. Like that. Uh, five stars. So good by Karen the Meh. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh. know, you know it's getting hard coming up with names because there's so many on iTunes. Like, yeah. You know, well, you can be Bill3412 or... Uh, or call yourself Meh. Or Blossom Fan one <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Brent, you're going to like this one. Uh, so good. But tell John it wouldn't kill him to realize there are things out there he can't wrap his head around. Sometimes I think he is skeptical for sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You didn't know I go by Karen the Monk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, five stars by D is Darkness. Well done. I love Seabot. Yeah, well, well, so, somebody has to. So Seabot figured out how to get into iTunes. Yeah. Is what I figured. Uh, last one, uh, Jenny or uh, Jen C H N N H, a best podcast find five Ooh. stars. Ooh. Uh, this is a long one, so buckle in. Uh, have caught up on all my go-to podcasts. I decided to search around for something new and came across Hysteria 51. I love a good conspiracy theory, and after logging too many hours of political podcasts, something with a sense of humor was in order. After listening to the most recent episode, I would gladly recommend this podcast to anyone in need of a good laugh. Brent and John had me laughing out loud in my office. I am also native to central Illinois. Who, oh, wow. Uh, who, Hell yeah. I'm also a native to central Illinois who now lives in New Hampshire and teaches at a liberal arts college. Hey, there you go. Where no one has ever heard of the Bon Air in Alton. 
Now, we mentioned that in a recent episode. It, it really put a smile on my face to hear about things from back home. Very excited to catch up on previous season's episodes. This should keep me busy for a while. Keep that content coming. I will spread the word to other listeners in the Upper Valley. That is awesome. What That's was wonderful. What was it? Gen C-H-N-N-H. Awesome. I'm assuming that means Chicago in New Hampshire. Yeah, well, guys, thank I'm you for all of those. We, we really appreciate them. Hopefully we didn't bring you down too much. This was kind of a downer episode. A bunch of people died uh, for the ramblings of a madman, which actually a lot of our episodes are about that. But unfortunately, this one was uh, something in our lifetime and uh, and a sad one. And certainly, and and it's it, it goes without saying, but we'll say it if uh, if any of them happen to hear this episode. Our condolences to the family of the people that died that are still out there today. That is, uh, it is horrible what happened to your loved ones, uh, what they did to themselves, and um, it is it yeah. a horrible situation. And you know what? Don't ever look at that as it's something that you did because these people were led down a path that was the wrong path, and they were unwilling to to see the light or pull themselves out of it. And hopefully, you know, through the years and understanding, you found some sort of reconciliation and, and and atonement for that by a selfish bitter fuck stick yeah exactly that's that's actually on his wikipedia page once i'm done <laughs> if it's not it yeah. will be <laughs> uh, so kevin uh, man we we bring you in for all the 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 chuckle fests and hilarious episodes don't we yeah i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> hey do you got a few minutes i want to talk to you yeah, about just... uh, a vehicle in the sky i've been talking about only you can get there it's called kevin's gate and uh all you need is a razor blade. I just can't wait till we power. do uh, till we do a second episode on simulation theory. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Oh, we're going to. Oh, we're going to. I don't even care if we release it. We're going to just to have you on it. Great. <laughs> it's fun. Um, though I don't know if I'm ready because his counselor keeps having me come so he can confront me. So I'm not really. <laughs> Those are really challenging <laughs> sessions for me, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. No, Kevin, thanks for being on. Oh, really. thanks as always, guys. It was a, it was a lot of fun. How many Werther's Originals do you go through in one of those sessions, Kevin? Uh, how many bags? Two. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, I've been Brent. I've been Kevin. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.